Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms in Sales podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina. Today, we'll be discussing how to handle clients who expect you to pay to play. How have you responded to a situation in which payment is demanded to take part in a particular business activity? Tina, would you like to share first? Yeah, thanks, Amanda. So this pay to play, uh, and I put quotation marks around that quote, uh, pay to play, takes different forms. Um, but essentially, it's a, any number of situations in which money is exchanged for a service or a privilege to engage uh, in certain um, activities, right? So um, in broadcasting, it used to be called payola, um, which has a very negative connotation uh, that, that uh, there were uh, record producers that would pay radio stations to put their, uh, their records on first um, or put them in or, or play them at all, right? They used to pay the, um, uh, the disc jockeys to, to play their, in, in exchange for, for money. Um, we have situations in uh, in music where a venue or or in comedy where a venue will ask the performer to pay for their for their place in order to get up and be be heard. Um, there's all sorts of online gaming and there's politics. It's corruption, right? Pay to play would be corrupt. So I did run into a situation in the hospitality industry in which I was asked to just bluntly to place money into the coffers of this of this company uh, in order to be considered for uh, uh, to, to be considered for business for getting business in return and it was money that I would not see again or that the company would not see again um, and it was just a very matter of fact well if you want to do business with our company then this is what it's going to cost you to become a part of our um, um, a part of our our service list a, a part of our uh, supplier list taking aback yeah it's 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 unusual I think in a in a typical sales situation that that would come up although as I've cited in some other areas that it's it's quite normal quote unquote to uh, to to be asked to do that certainly if you're a product and you're going to be placed on a on a retail shelf in a grocery store there is there are certain um, financial compensations that take place with where that product is going to be placed would they consider that to be pay to play probably not um, they would just consider that the cost of doing business. So I think that there's a fine line there. Um, and it's what what does each of the other parties get? And if it's if and, and depending upon what that outcome is, I think, in my opinion, is whether or not this is a, a pay to play situation. Is it any of that, Lynn? What are you what are your feelings? I well, I know what your feelings are on this. <laughs> Yeah, why yeah. even talk about it, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, you know, I've never, yeah. I've never been directly approached to participate in a pay-for-play uh, business activity. I mean, the closest scenarios uh, were relating to donating our products or services for a cause or a favor, and mm -hmm. in each case, uh, it was a, it was the case was evaluated by the value of the product or service to be donated, the client relationship, and the reason for the favor or the nature 
um, of the cause. And um, some situations are easy and I and I managed completely myself. And, and these included things like requests to participate in a client's Toys for Tot drive or a mobile blood donation. Um, and uh, and if if necessary, if it required management to buy in, I would I always predetermined the the outcome desired and prepared answers for the situation, uh, the tasks, the actions and the desired results uh, so that if I did have to talk to management, I was completely prepared to do so. And right. You know, when necessary, um, I gracefully declined the activity uh, professionally and and in a timely manner. So, it's you know this is not a, an area that um, that I've I've you know I mean that is still payment if you're donating products or services. So mm -hmm. that's the closest I've come. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just it's such a fine line. This particular instance that I'm talking about, though, I was just absolutely dumbfounded that uh, you know here here we were negotiating in in good good faith to be doing business with this company and um and have had had a lot of experience in that particular industry that this company fell within but it was the first time where someone actually said this is what we need in order for you to be considered as a supplier I'm like, well, where does that money go? Is that something that we're going to invoice against or what? No, it's just that was just it was a lump sum. And I thought, wow, that is just I don't think that's ethical. Yeah. I really think it's really, really difficult. Yeah. So I, it was shocking. It was it was it was shocking. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Should you steer away from pay to play activities? Or do you consider them opportunities? Lynn, what's your opinion on this? Okay, well, okay so uh, for full disclosure here, I, I view pay to play as an opportunity for corruption. Um, I have yep. never considered it a legitimate way to do business, which is pro probably why I've never been approached. Um, not that that means that Tina, I mean, that, as Tina said, I mean, anyone can be approached and you just, you just like your, your mouth, you know, as your jaw hits the, the desk or uh, uh, whatever. I, I've just, I don't consider individuals involved in this type of activity have a clear ethical compass. Um, you know, so that, that's where I come from. So we all need to have that in mind because my recommendation is to steer clear of anything that like this, because to me, it's, it's at the very least remotely dishonest. I mean, to me, that's the way it seems. Um, it's a gut instinct um, that something is not right or on the up and up. And, you know, I know that there's all kinds of opinions on this and people will consider that there's a gray area here. Uh, for me, it's always been black and white. And so <laughs> that's how that's that's how I view it. And um, Tina, I mean, you definitely have had more experience of having to, to manage and negotiate these situations. Yeah, it's a it's a real navigational nightmare. Um, truly, um, because you don't want to, um, there are times when it's just flat out, no, it's just obvious that it's a, a, a corruption to, to your point, Lynn. But there, there are other times where it's okay, if I want to be in the game and everybody else is doing this, then it, how do, how do I make this, how do I make this right? Is there, is there a way, is there a way for it to sit right? Um, with my consciousness and and as I sleep at night 
Um, and I can punt that. I can punt the decision to the corporation and say, all right, which is what I did in this particular case, all right, this company has said that we have to pay X if we want to be considered. Um, and where I thought it would be a, an absolute absolute black and white to your point Lynn black and white no I was shocked that the company took time to really think about it talked to legal talked all the way through gave this a whole lot of consideration um, before making a decision um, ultimately the decision was no um, um, are there opportunities you say gosh if we walk away from this how much business is going to be lost but then how much of myself am I giving up how much of my values of my own ethics you know what what am I giving up for this opportunity and maybe there's somebody else that would be a better fit for doing this if the company decides to uh, do a pay-to-play um, maybe there's somebody else in the organization that that has a, a better stomach for it than I um, but I I, I do think that when you're representing a company, um, to bring those those opportunities forward, if they're considered an opportunity, but to to to, I don't think it's up to um, the salesperson to make a decision on behalf of the company. I think it's important for the company to understand what types of obstacles are being brought in front of sales, and and share that burden and share that decision-making process. Um, and the pay-to-play, you would think, am I going to be, is the company going to be able to be billing lots and lots and lots of money? Not necessarily. Uh, there, There's no guarantee. That's the other thing on this pay-to-play. There's no guarantee. Um, they're just asking for money up front um, for some unbeknownst, um, uh, payoff in the in the end and you don't know what that's going to be so I'm not sure that they're there from a sales standpoint I don't know that they're personal opportunities they may be opportunities for the company and then it's up to the company to make that decision and then as a salesperson I think then it's up to us to to uh, determine whether or not we want to be part of that yeah yeah it's a, definitely a tough one and I, mm -hmm. and you know, I I think in the situation that you were talking about, there there was, um, you know, there's definitely got to there. If it's just all risk, it's you may as well be putting money on a gambling table. Uh, yeah, right. So no, I would because agree. yeah, uh, if there's some kind of contractual thing that, you know, it, that uh, you know, company to company, and it goes through legal so that it's that everyone is clear that this is professionally ethically it's almost like paying a finder fee or a commission fee to the company to do business with them I don't know mm -hmm. uh, but yeah the whole thing just sort of reeks to me so <laughs> well, yeah well sometimes too though it could be you know what what we maybe not in the in the form of a you know pay this much up front it could be I I expect additional discounts I mean that this can be there there can be different shades of pay to play um, I, we want you to sign a five-year contract, and if we you sign a five-year contract, we'll take ten percent off, or we will take uh, you know an, a a certain amount off every year. Is that pay-to-play, or is that an enticement? That's an enticement, I think, uh, for for someone to for a client to sign on the dotted line line for a for a long-term contract. Um, but then, are we asking them to pay-to-play? Not really, because we're not asking them for money up front. 
but we are seeing that there will be savings along the, the so I don't know we can we can look at this any number of ways but just the flat out pay us write me a check and if you write a check to the company we're gonna set it we're gonna put it over here you'll never see it again and maybe maybe you'll get an opportunity to bid on something and that's not that's not where we want to be no no that's not an opportunity no, no. So is it possible to maintain professional ethics in a pay-to-play scenario? Tina, what do you think? Well, I think I, we've, we've kind of touched on that in the previous two questions. That I, the only way to maintain your professional ethics is to be able to live with yourself and to, to determine whether or not this is right or wrong in your own opinion. In my, my own opinion, it's not okay. Um, and But is it up It's the company my professional ethics and what my company does hopefully are aligned and if they're not then I'm in the wrong company but I do think that it's up to sales to bring it to to a company um, if it doesn't feel right if it doesn't smell right it doesn't look right it just doesn't it just isn't right we all know what those situations are we know it inside um, uh, because we do have a moral compass, most of us, I would think, have a moral compass. Yeah, you hope so. Uh, <laughs> right? God, you hope so. <laughs> um, and so I think in order to maintain those professional ethics, it's um, in in the particular situation that I was I was mentioning, where this this company said you have to pay X in order to be on our supplier list or in order to get business from us, and that's when I, you know, very happily go back and say no, thank you. I, you know, reluctantly, would I love to have an opportunity to do some business? Yes. Do I want the business from you this way? I really don't. And thank you. And how your head is up high, and and there's a different respect, I think, that that then. And if they want to come back and they want to do business, fine. But always understand, because there is, never say no. You never know what might happen. Um, I I still have a relationship with that individual that that had that stance once they went to a different company it was an entirely different it was an entirely different person um, but while that individual was with that company that's what was required of him at that point and it was up to, to me and my company whether or not we wanted to play with that so um, I think it's always always possible that and in fact I think it's it's needed to maintain our own sense of professional ethics and if what our company is asking us to do doesn't mesh with what we what our um, individual ethics are then it's time to move on Lynn how about you yeah no I mean I, I absolutely agree with you and and based on my previous answer I don't think it's gonna surprise anyone listening that um, I, I actually I believe that you do compromise your professional and personal ethics when you're involved in a, a pay-to-play mm -hmm. scenario but you know with that said you know I never been involved with one and I do believe that there's always a way that you can maintain your professional ethics in difficult situations so um, you know, my only experience in this area is is very tangential. I, I it was, a, in fact, it was a company I worked for, and another salesperson became involved in a pay-to-play scenario after a change in the management within our company, and because our previous management never would have participated in this, and within a year, the client's organization became aware of the situation. 
And not only did they fire their director within their organization, but they terminated all business with our company. And mm -hmm. so, um, and that was, so, the, so, so then, you know, it's sort of like, okay, uh, the curtain's been drawn. We can see the wizard, right? And in this case, it was dirty, you know, because mm -hmm. the main organization had no idea that this was going on in, until, you know, they rooted it out. And it illustrates the danger of becoming involved and tainted with this type of behavior um, because our organization never, ever, ever infinity could do business with this company again. Uh, mm -hmm. under any circumstances. So, um, and it's, you know, it and it's not something you want to be associated with. So I think in that scenario that I just described, you know, that was definitely, you know, on the, so you, in your case, Tina, the one that you were describing, that was a company policy and it would have gone mm -hmm. through, um, you know, so that it was very clear that uh, it was at least, you know, on the up and up in the sense that it was the company, um, company's culture. Mm -hmm. right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So real dicey stuff here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go take a shower, <laughs> a hot shower yes. with lots of soap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you never well, know we what's going to pop up again. So you've got to, you know, keep, keep, keep that, keep keep those friendships up and uh yeah i mean that was a really good point that you know. made that you were then able to maintain your relationship with um your contact which was yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> we have just one more question and it comes from Trinisha in boulder colorado Trinisha asks my client has asked our firm for a significant donation to a charitable cause with a promise of more business if we comply I feel very uncomfortable about the ask, and I'm not sure how to respond. Should I take it to management, even though it smells funny, or gracefully decline? Thank you for your question, Trinisha. Lynn, how would you address this situation? Well, you know, I mean, Tina and I have been talking about this. I mean, my first thought is to trust your gut. Um, mm -hmm. However, without knowing all of the particulars, um, just like in Tina's situation, it may be best to discuss it with your management. Um, and I've never been asked for a donation that had blatant strings attached. Um, and it's possible, you know, to misinterpret uh, the request. So I think talking it through would help you clarify, you know, not only your perspective, um, but also um, get your management involved to establish a solid game plan to move forward. And that would be my advice. Uh, Tina, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think that, um, when we are representing a company, um, it is really the company or its management's decision um, on how to handle situations like that. That significant donation is not coming out of your own pocket, Trinisha. That would be coming out of the company's pocket. Um, certainly, if it's coming out of your pocket, you better watch out. Maybe go look for a different client. Um, but I, I think that that is... Uh, a great example of, of how to get management involved and, and to see the types of obstacles and things that are, are coming are coming your way. Um, I, I know that I've been in, involved with clients that have uh, golf tournaments and they want they want us to play in a golf tournament. Um, um, 
in in support of a of a of a nonprofit that they're they're supporting. Well, it's still the same thing though, because you have to pay for you kind of pay pay for that foursome or or pay to be part of a foursome. Um, and is that is that a good use of of that money? Um, is there additional business that's going to be there? I don't think that anybody can anybody that's going to promise business down the line. You can't bank on that. Um, no, no. It, it 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 just cannot get, because you, what are you going to do if they don't come back and say, hey, look, I I donated five hundred dollars to be you know part of your part of your golf tournament, and you haven't given me any business yet. There's no guarantees. That person may not even be there a month from now. And then what? Then then where do you go with that? So, you know, I I think that um, we even if you're uncomfortable. You need, this is a management decision if they're asking your company to donate money of any kind or make any kind of a donation um, it, it's a management decision and not a sales sales uh, final decision yeah I agree. yeah okay thank you Lynn and Tina for your helpful advice I hope it will guide Trinisha in navigating this tricky pay-to-play scenario we want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite de Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation@petitedequeen.com. Be sure to follow us on our social channels to get all the latest updates. <music>